relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people and places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. doing the eugene sober october (laughs) west coast west coast sober october no that's my favorite is especially when i go back home i tell people i'm sober and i'm like i pull out a bowl they're like what are you doing like (laughs) to them weed is still like a drug like in their minds they're like that's drugs though and it's like it's not though okay it's not yeah i mean you're not putting calories in your body so that's fucking good you know I mean, that I'm right usually there. putting calories oh, in my well, body. Not like, I guess if you're getting, yeah. Yeah, let me, let me. do with what Mike's doing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is, I think, because of, once again, propaganda or whatever, like, stigma is, and you tie the insurance companies in there because it's easier to, because it stays in your system for so much longer than actual fucking harmful drugs that it was just it you know and everyone that did harmful drugs it's like hard to come down from them and cannabis always helps all that so it was easy for the drug war to be like that that's that's what it is and you're like mm, it's not that's what's making people feel good everything else is like making them insane you know? <laughs> So it was just like that's like I'm so curious with what's happening, like in the United States right now with you know Biden making certain steps towards that direction is like the insurance thing is very interesting because that's what's been holding it back and I I just I they're gonna go get that money somewhere else but yeah that's what's but, interesting to me is like where it's else it's gonna go where they're going to go and how they're going to fuck us. <laughs> it's funny. Cause it's like, you read about it, It's like how many people are in federal prison for cannabis possession and it's like zero. So he pardoned zero people. The people that are in federal prison is like distribution, conspiracy and manufacturing. So I don't know. My dad texted me and I was like, he's like, you're all, you're all pardoned. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no one's pardoned. I was like, we might be able to bank soon. And that would be a huge win. That would that be, would be. Ooh, so yeah. much. Do you know how many times out of the week I have to drive up to Salem to maps? And I'm just like, this is a waste of my goddamn time. Yeah, I'll have to go drive three hours to Ben to go pick up a little payment. And it's like, there's six hours of driving, $100 of gas. You're probably going to get lunch, you know? So it's, it's a whole day affair to, you know sell a pound <laughs> it's like fuck jesus there's there should be a simpler way but it's called a bank. You know, yeah yeah there is like yeah you can demo stuff it's crazy it's like like i have a friend in new jersey he likes the the meyer lemons out of my tree and i'll send him meyer lemons and then he'll just he'll send me like 20 bucks on demo but if i yeah. did that with if i did that with cannabis that would be legal, isn't that? Yeah, I've never done that over Venmo. No, uh, you know you can't exchange. do it. It's illegal. No, it's illegal. You can't do that whatsoever. I get paid for jokes over that motherfucker. That wouldn't that funny? 
<laughs> That's legal as hell. It should not. Why did you do? I just worded some. I just ordered some words in a different way. And what's Venmo doing now? It's anything over six hundred bucks is like gonna be. That's how, gonna know yeah, about but that's it. how everything. I mean, as a as an independent contractor and like yeah. performer, like that's how it's always been. Like anything is like there's certain clubs for a long time where like we're gonna give you five hundred and ninety dollars, and you're like fucking what? And then yeah. that was just like a thing where like, why don't you give me like actual money? And then you're like, well, it'll cost you more. And then like one of them finally got drunk and explained the fuck it. He's like, well, it'll cost you more if Harry do this. And I was like, okay, That's... I wish everything wasn't a goddamn scam somehow, and you could just <laughs> give me money, and then I could. But at the grocery shop back in know. the days at the grocery shop back in the days we used to have to break up orders to make sure that we didn't have to report it you know because I'd... once you get over a few thousand dollars then you know you got to report it so it'd be like oh it's crazy that all the orders cap out at like seven thousand dollars that's weird how that happens yeah well wasn't it over 10 grand just like if you deposit uh-huh. in the bank yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah yeah well the so, bank can just if you're any suspicious activity the bank can be like hey the fuck but yeah. we can't get in on that. it what bugs me is like they do suspicious activity to me all the time and i can't be like hey <laughs> i don't like it <laughs> i'm gonna shut your account down yeah i'm gonna, shut you down. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna start taking 35 dollars from you every time you lose it my own like <laughs> oh that's too funny but i can't i mean they shut our instagram down for a while which was and then we had trouble when we were setting up t-shirts like we were trying to do it through stripe and all this bank and like just the podcast like Mm -hmm. for us to sell it they it took us like two weeks because we had to get on the phone with somebody and we ended up being like okay we're not even because it was a cannabis related podcast things with just the way we would we figured out it was like the way you would word stuff in certain titles or whatever would flag it was it was a machine always that was doing it because like even instagram because i also have that blue check because of you know hollywood bullshit on my personal one they once i reached out to them and was like and the way i worded it was i'm if you guys are listening and you need to figure out how to word your to get your account back i was very clear to them like i'm a podcast about cannabis and i'm trying to use your service to build a following and they were like oh boom and i was like oh okay cool so they were like you know i think if you're just like and I get there's people trapping on look at we get a lot of DMs where you're just like, you guys, just stop. And also, do people buy weed like that? Because <laughs> it just seems like a scam to me. Yeah. I get some crazy DMs. I'll I'll tell you that. Okay, I was gonna ask you guys are because like when I like I'll get it sometime because of the podcast and stuff, and they're always like, got this and this, and you're like. I just think you're the police. 
I think you're the police. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Someone like DM me, they're like, I am looking to purchase marijuana because I sell it. I am looking for a constant supply. Do you, can you help me? (laughs) And I was like, wow, like you couldn't have been any more blatant. Yeah. Like, no, I can't help you. Officer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It is not even even if it is like somebody trying to sell you weed, like, like, legit shady weed like how's that do they make like sorry i mean i'm not good just like the logistics of that are hilarious to me well let's just say we're trying to trap is that how man like if you're like yep i'm gonna trap let's do it (laughs) ask someone i don't know i I just always makes me laugh where i'm like who does did some people send you? But then you watch those scams where guys like act like women on Instagram. The old catfish. People send them money. So, what was sad is they had a horny where I've sent a stranger money. Yeah. What was sad is naked lady money. I've been that one. (laughs) What's sad is they just had in the news this lady in North Jersey gave away $30,000 to who she thought was um, uh, a famous rock star. The newspaper wouldn't say who it was supposed to be. but uh, Was it New Jersey? At Yes. At the okay, end I of, can guess who I think it was. Well, at the end of the, uh, <laughs> the news article, the writer said, yes, it turns out that every rose has its thorn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's even sadder. Than... And I was like, I, that made me feel bad. Like some woman in her 60s giving away 30 grand to some hair metal band dude that she had a crush on back in the 80s. It's just like, mm. is that Brett Michaels? Is it his? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> he did the Rock of Love, right? He yeah. did a lot of stuff. That was like the TV show. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> this is not about cannabis. We're just having fun today. I don't know. Oh, yeah, we're just talking. But like, that is. Well, I take, you know, it started with being like, so is this industry a scam right now? Because it feels like that. <laughs> oh, it feels yeah. so much like a scam. It's insane. Just My friend marketing. was just in town and he lives in the South. But, you know, he keeps up. And I had some stuff I had just bought from friends instead of, and he was like, where did you get and I was like, oh man, I don't, I try not to go to the store right now because I know what, what they're paying a pound and then what they're charging us. And I, it makes it, it's like, it's not cool. It's yeah. just not, it's not cool. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, even the retailers who are like trying to be cool people and retailers are like, what you're doing is not, it's not, it's not cool. Well, it's not helping the continuation of the industry. So it seems like it's once again, a little bit of a race to the bottom. And I don't know. I've heard of some big farms just offloading at extremely cheap prices. And then that's going to ripple through the industry. And then the farms that are here to stay are going to have to deal with those low prices and that high inventory in these stores until that inventory is consumed or thrown out and as these as more farms i don't know i I thought about the other day so you get like these 
these C grade farms, they go out of business, they offload all their inventory. Well, that's going to affect the, the B grade and A grade. Well, the B grade might be barely scraping by. So then they're like, oh shit, we need to then offload our product at a super low price. And then now you got these more like higher caliber companies that are like, oh my God, even though we have a higher end product, we can't, at the end of the day, it is a commodity. And I don't care how hype your genetic is or how well you're growing it or whatever. If someone can get an ounce for 30 bucks, that's decent. That might be like, well, why am I going to buy this $300 ounce? That's like grown like organically and like this and that. And so I think what we're seeing probably is just, you're really going to have to tighten up the books right now and just get through this and uh i think it will change but i just think that it's essentially 2018 all over again and what do you mean when you say what was 2018 2018 was kind of like it was what was that mike that was kind of like a year after it's it legalized and a lot of companies all had product all at the same time and all of these new farms and just got hyper competitive and hyper oversaturated and dispensaries didn't even know how to purchase yet. They didn't know what the consumer wanted yet. And it was like an industry trying to figure itself out. All And it was just a complete shit show, for lack of a better term. And so in um, true fuckery, as far as not understanding what you're dealing with, uh, they first started licensing companies as far as dispensaries first. So dispensaries were all open and they could sell weed and everything. So there was a grace period of bringing it in from the medical market. And then they're like, we're getting rid of the medical market. So then they started legalizing recreational grows the only problem with that is they started legalizing recreational grows in the beginning of the fall so when they legalized those the only people who were producing at that time were indoor grows and they were starting to do it and blow it up and then so they were able to charge insane amounts of money because they were the first people to the market and supplying a huge and high demand so once that happened it took an entire year before the outdoor people were able to harvest and put that into the recreational market. Now, in the time that that happened, the indoor growers were making so much money that they expanded and blew up. So then that first croptober, everything happened. It was the windfall of the first time that the outdoor was coming down. And then the first time that uh, all these indoor people had been overproducing, we're like, oh shit. And that rocked the market. But then that built up to the second year, which was 2018, which had another huge and expansive outdoor just flood the entire market after being established for a year. And then they're just like, all right, we are shutting down. We're no longer giving out licenses. We are going to try and make our way through the product that we have in the recreational market. Because, you know, there's people out there who will do the math and be like, it takes this many square feet to actually feed Oregon, California, and these other places with cannabis. We have four times that amount in the recreational market. How are they... Because... No offense, but you guys are all squirrely motherfuckers um, about how much you grow and where it's going and all, you know. 
Um, I know a metric and all that, whatever. But I mean, but I mean, over the years, you've you've all been kind of squirrely about it, which is very understand understanding. Like I get it, but that's why it's like it's interesting to me because these motherfuckers try to come in and make it a corporate commodity type thing like it's any other plant or fruit or vegetable but it's not been it's not like you can go like hey do you eat oranges and people will be like i do people are still not honest about the consumption of it and where it's going and where it's coming from and it's like so it's this steal this just like like you said like if you can buckle down and watch your numbers and are smart about it, I do think a lot of really quality people can last because once it's federally legal, it's going to be nuts. And it's going to oh, yeah. be a lo lot of fucking idiots that it's like, that really like you guys saw it in Oregon and in fucking California. I saw it. It's, I was one of them at the beginning, you know, where I'm like, I'm going to do this shit. And then you look, I'm just smart enough to be like, I should look into this. And then you look into it stuff. You're like, mm, this is, this is fucked. And yeah, I been, I'm, a Canadian. Like I'm not doing this, you know, I haven't, this isn't my lifestyle. So it's, but it is like, like you said, like, it feels like people in California, like the people have had enough of the corporate part of it. So like the growers and the industry people have already, they've had enough of like the government corporate people for a long time. But I think the people have recognized that it's all consolidating in these weird ways. And now it's expensive again and they're screaming and yelling. So I think some of those people that were squeezing stuff, it was out of greed. And now they're like, and they're, power players for lack of a better term and they're good at it so they squeeze their money out and now they're gone but the next four three to five years is going to be insane like truly insane because i don't think a lot of these and i'll get done with this rant but i've been trying to figure it all out from a because you guys are so inter intertwined with it and it's in your daily lives that Sometimes it's it's fun for me to be like, hold on. Like this is also from an outsider like consumer. This is the way we see it too. So like we know that I don't think these big, big corp like I just don't think they un understand the plant. Like you guys understand the plant and like Canada kind of figured out like, oh, you do it like it real big. It doesn't do great. And people don't buy it as much. <clears throat> yeah. So that's going to be fast. Like, I do <clears throat> think they'll get greedy and fuck themselves if to a certain degree. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be a consumer dictated market. And, you know, I'm sure you're going to have big time Iowa corn grower transitioning some acreage and, <clears throat> things like that without understanding like you know Iowa has a really high humidity in the summertime they don't know about botrytis you know but I I mean it was the same thing with hemp you know when that when you know every fucking cannabis grower I knew in town was growing hemp 
everyone switched and I was like, I was actually kicking myself or not. Cause I saw what <laughs> some of my friends made their first year, you know, farming it like vegetables. And, and then it was like next year, boom, it was like done because the people that the only people that made it were the people that had a value added product associated with it. Maybe they created some CBD product, but bulk flour of CBD or biomass was just like, yeah. Biomass, I think, is one of my least favorite words. Um, you know, there's a there's a company that uh, that was trying to sell me on their product, and their first thing that they said was uh, can increase your biomass. And I was like, oh, you're talking to the wrong dude. Then that's absolutely not what I give a fuck about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, I do. I didn't want to be this guy. I was almost going to read your Instagram post on this story, but I really loved your post the, the other night. I shared it on my story and it just was very succinct and very true and honest just about the way that I view this plant. And I think the way that a lot of people who grow it and I'm just kind of like, where are you at right now with the plant? Where, where are you at right now with cannabis in general? You know, I've gotten back into farming or I guess no, it's not really farming. I've just gotten, I've just, I've been spending a lot more time in the garden, a lot less time on QuickBooks, on Instagram, on all the other ins and outs of the industry. And I've just been sitting there. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to prune today for six hours. And you know, it's like hour one, you're like, Oh, this is, this is interesting. And then hour two, you're like, Oh, my back hurts. Then hour three, you start like zoning out. And then next thing you know, it's like six hours has gone by and you're like, Holy shit, I feel actually really good. And then you look at what you got done. You look at how good the garden looks. You just zend out for three hours and you're going to reap the benefit five weeks later. And I think that my entire crew has kind of been getting in this zone and just as a crew we've just really been on the same page and honestly our last couple harvests have just been some of the better weed that i've ever grown i in was going to interrupt you and be like can you save me some of this zoned out <laughs> weed that you guys are growing because it's like oh y'all yeah. putting that kind of shit into the grow then i would like to experience those benefits because it yeah. is i it is just so clear what you put into that plant you get yeah. out of it it gives you back in a way that a lot i mean life is that metaphor for sure but yep. it's it's rarely as clear as cannabis to me and i know i'm sure people listening like that's the craziest shit i've ever heard but like if it the plant it's a calling the plant like speaks to certain people like and it is it's just like as the hobby grower is just such a clear so when you guys were like i zoned out for six hours i was like get it get it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i just put music in lately and i don't know um getting kind of back to the roots of it because for like the last year it's just been kind of like just a shit show of industry drama and this and that and i guess when i made that post i was kind of just reflecting on that last year versus where I've been this last six months and how much more, you know, when times have been tough over the years, there's that, 
quote from like Finding Nemo where you got Dory and she's just like, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. I've always just been like, just keep growing, just keep growing, just keep growing, growing, growing. <laughs> and it always works out. It's when you freak out and you do dumb shit, you make radical changes, you um, tr change everything you're doing or something that, and so I don't know, just kind of getting back to it, I guess. And that's why I fell in love with growing to begin with was I never really had a huge intention of starting a business or anything like that. It was definitely not a money motivated passion. And I think it's really easy to fall into that money motivated pathway. And then you lose sight of what you're even doing to begin with. And then you're just frustrated and angry. And then you're still growing weed, but you're growing weed as a frustrated and angry person. And you know what you're doing. So you can still do the steps, but the steps in which you're doing it are a weird mental framework. And so it's rigid, rigid. It's not fluid. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, you. <clears throat> and this is a reoccurring thing on the podcast, but it's so similar to stand up because like, it is a calling, especially growing. The, the growing part, especially, is a calling. And when it's hard for anyone who's pursuing their passion as it's hard to turn it into a profession because most people don't, you don't make money like few people like your first job isn't something that's like it's always something shitty like mowing the lawn or do it like it's always like you so you don't view it's just something you do as a means to an end and then when you like find something that makes you happy that you can do to you know make money or whatever it's a tough transition to keep that joy mm -hmm. because there's a pressure now where there mm -hmm. wasn't, it was more like in the beginning, it's like, let's see what the fuck this is. Mm -hmm. And then it's tough because then you're like, well, it's a job. So, huh, and this is how I make, uh, and then it's all on me. And you're like, ah, but it always was. And then once you, like, there's so many standups that are just like, they get caught up on the road or whatever, these made up steps that you have to take or ladder rings or whatever and you're like i don't know man it's it's like i've made a bunch of money some years and then other years i've made a little bit you know what i mean like, yeah. like if you looked at my taxes it'd be like what are you doing like what is this <laughs> like some years you didn't like you didn't even file and you're like yeah if i filed everyone been like we owe you money somehow like i don't know how you lived for you're like it's fun i lived off i was i existed off jokes and you guys i could even get venmoed and you guys couldn't <laughs> but, but it's very true it's very it's, true because you see it in your garden too like you know i remember when i first came out here you know one of my friends i went to his garden and it looked like shit and i was like oh man what are you dealing with and he's like oh i'm going through a divorce right now and I was like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense in the garden. But like, yeah. you know, the my first 16 like grow that I had by myself, I would spend like an entire week, second week of flower, just, you know, bambooing everything, twist tying. Like it was like a bonsai thing. Like every single plant I would spend like two hours working on and sculpting and getting it there. 
that weed's never that's the best tasting weed i've ever smoked i smoked i fucking grew you know golden pineapple for three years straight but you know working with it putting that much tension and effort into it you know i think is the real key to it and just being in that zone and honestly a lot of recreational stuff was like keys in front of us shaking and being like hey pay attention to this and i think sometimes it's easy to get distracted from actually just growing weed Mm -hmm. yeah well managing people sucks right and so that's that's a whole other aspect because it's like oh cool you can run your one light four light home grow and now let's times that by 20 you're like okay i can't do this myself okay now i need a crew okay what time do we start what time do we end like how are you feeling today how are yeah, you yeah why you is this like, now you're today yeah there's just yeah mm-hmm. and uh it turns into more about the people than the plant and to find like a a harmony there, I guess, to sound a little hippy dippy, but uh, it's kind of the is kind of the key to it all. And I guess that's another aspect of what it's been lately is I feel like the crew has just been really getting along. And we all have this like common goal. And we know how to do it. And we all want it to see it done. And that right there is like magic. Did you play sports growing up? I did. Yeah. Like, I mean, think about, like, I think about, like, building, like, even building the podcast team, it's like, it took us a while to get, like, the crew, like, even Mike and I, like, we went through some people, uh, but it, and well, that's frustrating when you're going, but, like, then when you remove yourself, you start thinking, like, oh, man, how many teams were, were I, like, you remember the good teams you were on, like, those, like, like, the older you get, you're like, wow, that was special, what that group of people we came together and did. And then you kind of forget about all the, like, you thank God you do. Cause you're like, I don't know if I'm gonna play sports anymore. Cause this is awful. Like getting along with people like, cause Mike plays softball sometimes. And then he'll be like, Oh, some of these people, but I'm like, yeah, that's why I don't do it really anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, and that's why stand up was so appealing to me. It was like, Oh, it's just me. I can handle that. I'm a fuck up sometimes and I can handle that. Cause I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I grew up skateboarding, so that's a solo sport. And then it was kind like, of you guys support each other in a weird way. Yeah, that's true. It's like yeah. a community that, like, I've always been oddly jealous of because it's like I don't get it. I never will. It's not for me. I do not feel comfortable. But I'm like, there's like a thing you guys all have. Maybe it's because yeah. your dads are shitty. I don't know. I, <laughs> Just being funny. All of us, every one of them. They all seem a little sad, you know. It's like punk music. <laughs> yeah. that emo skater phase. You got to go through. Like you guys are having fun, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, and I think that a lot of growers tend to be kind of like a little bit more egotistical of people, not necessarily team players, and they don't know how to work with other human beings and you might think that your way of doing it is is the best every actually so many growers think that and it's 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 absolutely ridiculous um because i do it my way i don't fucking know i don't even know if i am doing it the best like i'm not doing it the best that it can be done and i know that for a fact like so if anyone thinks that it's 
it's kind of maniacal to me. It's interesting to be. Yeah. The more I learn about how the plant works and how it really works, it is always, you're right, the bravado that some growers have is fucking fascinating to me. Yeah. Where it's like, I even make fun of like my grandma now and like some of my, those extended family members are like, look at this rose I grew. And I'm like, you didn't do that. You just gave it some dirt. <laughs> stuff. You just seem to be like, well, fuck. Seems like, you know, I'm like, I know what this shit is now. Yeah. It's like, you, you didn't do that. And they're like, I hate you so much. I'm like, no, nah, we're having fun, grandma. You're mean too. <laughs> my, my favorite is when you have a grow room set up and it's perfectly running. And then you take in some shitty genetics, like some bunk genetics that are just tired out and played out. And you put in that same grow and you're like, oh, this is mostly genetics. This has very <laughs> little to do with what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even right now, I'm growing one strain that I would not post on Instagram. <laughs> oh, what's There's the strain? I, I want to go smell it. We can I just go smoke it. Just chat it. You don't have to shout it out. Just do the chat. Okay, but, but yeah, I do I mean, want no, some no. of that zoned out stuff, though. I am be. I was making a joke and being very serious about. Like, I was. Well, this like, is in oh. that same room, you know, and it's just a new genetic that I was just decided to test out and um. Yeah, you know, it's just not going to be a keeper. So y'all don't know when you go in, that part is, I don't think people understand that part because I didn't fully understand, and I'm not because I'm still asking, is like when you go buy seed in bulk, it's a gamble to some degree. Well, we never really buy it in bulk. Um, okay, might teach buy, like, me. Do okay, not, so do not you can like, be mean to my dumbness. It is preferred. So you can be like, you're an idiot. I'm like, I'm aware. <laughs> um, I don't know. You might buy like a seed pack and that's gonna have 10 um 10 seeds in it. You might buy two seed packs and then you're gonna hop, let's say, 20 seeds, you grow them out, you then clone them, you then flower the you label them in a certain way, you flower what you started, you see which one's male, which one's female, you kill all the males. So then you are ended up with like 10 females. Then you flower all of those out, making sure that you have the backup clone still in your in your possession. You see which one you like the most. Maybe you get it THC tested, maybe you don't. I actually never pheno hunt for THC. I only pheno hunt for terpenes and looks. And um, and then that's the one that you keep. And then every once in a while, like I, there's two that I can't make up my mind and I'll actually put two on the market that tends to just confuse consumers. So I've kind of stopped doing that even though I want to. So then sometimes you just have to pick, you just have to pick. And then you're like, okay, this is now my new genetic that I hunted quote unquote uh, myself. So, so simple, just simple, right? Just super simple. <laughs> not I like time how, consuming at not all. Not at all. Or like, like yeah. it's so funny how casually you put all that you know, I was like, oh, yeah, it, it is just that. It's like, but, but also I noticed it's funny that even you guys, it's hard for comedians to, like, release material. Like, that's because you're like, ah, oh, it's never really finished. Or it's like, ah, oh, I just, so, like, even picking one, like, I understand that. We're like, I don't know, I'd rather, what if we put two versions out? It's like both kind of funny. <laughs> so it's like. And you're like, yeah. people are like, well, you had your mind. It confuses, you're right. It confuses everyone. You're like, ah, just understand me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I want to, I'll smoke anything you put out, man. <laughs> and that's the other thing too. After the last time we had you on the episode, you know, everybody loved the episode. They were very enthralled with the story. But then yes. they're like, as soon as we got done off of the fucking podcast, we started talking about bugs and dealing with things and agriculture and stuff. And then we were like, oh, we didn't actually talk about a lot of the growing techniques and i think it's real important to highlight a lot of what you guys are doing down there because your beds are absolutely beautiful every time you post the story me and alex are like oh cool look at that look what they're doing that's the best so um you know i think uh I, I know it's a labor of love because you're building ecosystems inside. And I think that needs to be talked about a lot more because it is easier just to go the route in other ways. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, uh, so it's always a weird thing to talk about technique. Cause like some of the technique I kind of like keep close to myself. Cause I don't necessarily, I mean, I, I am running a business and I am, um but don't I mean, have to, you don't have think... we don't want the ingredients to the secret sauce i don't think like, i mean yeah, we yeah. do but we, you know what i mean you know, yeah. it's like, but, but i think it's just like that you and mike will nerd out in a way that i think that's what he wants on this and that's not necessarily great for the this version of the podcast we have a patreon that's five dollars a month that him and and people like you yourself and of the ilk i am not involved so yeah. i but it's literally just you guys nerding the fuck out about and people really like there's a lot of cool growers that listen to this too cool. and they get angry at me they're like could you shut the fuck up i'm like this is not <laughs> for you this is for people that are curious and we're trying to put a face on this thing so you guys Marlboro doesn't fucking destroy everyone okay if we're yeah. being honest because that's they're scary um and then legislation so that mom and grandma knows that you guys are farmers just like the little fuckers they grew up with and so just i mean to, I, just I, just don't worry you don't have to like give it up like yeah. mike just nerds out sometimes and my job on here is to be like cool it we're trying to keep listeners and you guys are like terpenes and blah blah blah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And I would say honestly, like there was a point in my career where I was like more freshly out of college. I had, I, I was really, I mean, I, I know that I annoyed the fuck out of my vineyard management teachers because I would ask them the most like outrageous questions about enzymatic breakdown and different amino acids, and like they're like dude we're fucking planting these in the ground leaving them for 40 years and we just get bomb wine i don't fucking know kid <laughs> you know what i mean and and i wanted to just and as i've been i guess professional i guess you could say it's professionally growing i have actually just kind of become more like those professors in how it actually is done i mean i could okay, so what I do, let's say I walked into a grow room that I'd never grown in before and it had empty raised beds. Okay, I would go and I would buy a certain soil that I like to purchase that's made here in Eugene. It's minerally balanced. Um, my friend makes it, it's sold at EVG and it is the most expensive soil that you can purchase. And that first purchase super sucks, but that's what I do. And you fill those beds and then I plant and i only use water that entire crop and i can almost guarantee you you're gonna get a really good crop out of it 
only sativas yellow out in it and and you're going to get a good crop so i pull that crop down i pull the root balls out i then have over the years developed a recipe of seven different ingredients that we hand mix we lay them over the beds i have an electric tiller and I till it all in. So I say I'm no till, but it starts with tilling. So then I till that whole all in. Why? Because I want that all to be mixed. I want it to be completely mixed. And then I get my second crop. That second crop is going to yield slightly less, but your quality is still going to be there. I guarantee it'll yield That's less. That's what's happening with mine. Okay. It's, and not, then, it's not a bunch of mistakes. It's the second. <laughs> it's a lot of mistakes. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I'm really good at it. And then third crop, pull root balls. I will generally till one more time and I do pretty much the same amount of amendments, the same recipe. That one always is baller. Almost always. I don't know why. I don't even have worms yet, but that one just <laughs> fucking bombs. And you then can't from... replicate it or anything. You're just <laughs> like, I don't know why. The that, third one. That's, that's nine months. What he just said nonchalantly, like the third one's bomb. You know, like if if he's going straight in from the bedroom, you know, that's nine months, nine to yeah. ten months for bombs. So that's a <laughs> lot of time and effort and zoning in for nine months straight for it to be bomb. <laughs> yep. And then from there, I then start top dressing, not tilling. I I will take worms from other aspects of the garden or fuck, I'll buy them online and just throw them in there um they'll just start obviously reproducing and then that's really where like the cool stuff starts happening because they'll come up right to the top as long as you keep the moisture level consistent so that the the soil should never ever dry out that is like number one if it dries out in my opinion it's it's like you started from zero. Oh, son of a bitch <laughs> you I should almost, i mean i'm not gonna say this but like you could i don't know but <laughs> it's just it's so funny like if anyone that's listed in this pays attention to the patreon is just like god damn billy it's like i'm like yeah everything he's saying is like so you anything you're doing is just fucking wrong it's so funny he's he's growing in a little tent in his uh backyard i'm sorry to stay little i don't mean to emasculate it doesn't you, but I, I think I saw the picture. Like I, I have but, a fine penis, my friend. It doesn't care about my tent. Um, it's ninety three degrees in there <laughs> with thirty percent humidity, and I was just like, "Holy shit! It's dry as a fucking bone in there." It's tough to keep so. it watered. I'll be honest. It's just a Colorado summer, and yeah. <laughs> it still smells amazing too. That's yeah. what, like it is. Like that, that's the genetic part where you're like, man, it really is so much of that up. He's leaving. He's quitting. I love what? <laughs> I'm getting getting one of these. Getting getting get another IPA. My my fake IPA. My <laughs> my sober October IPA. Pretend beer. <laughs> anyway, but I don't mean, that's okay. That's like a CBD beer where you're just like, hey, I mean, what's it? Does you feel anything? You're like, yeah, I feel fine. I don't want to do a dab. That's fine. My, my, my joints feel good. That's, that's fine. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, 
a lot of it too though it's like you know i say nutrients and everything else is only one fourteenth of the limiting variables to agriculture but you know just even talking about being like well yeah i get my soil here in eugene it's a dude who makes it here in town like that's to me that's what i'm trying to get out to the world is just how special eugene is when it comes down to it because it is a lot of people doing it in a very craft way and have been for about 30 generations for me it's always been california produces the most amount of weed oregon produces the highest quality weed because we're huddled into our garages and grows for most of the nine months of gray winters just trying to grow some really nice fucking weed and so like it has kind of taken it to the next level i think in a lot of ways yeah and also like what that what the the owner of that company has done he has just created a minerally balanced soil and so there are many different ingredients to get that this cation with this cation at the right amounts to interact with each other in that perfect way there's a book called the intelligent gardener i believe that that talks about um mineral balance i've read some like super nerdy out nerded out books um i don't really go down that road what i what i do is i actually will rely on other professionals sometimes so when i'll do a soil test um i do it through a company called crescive and it's a guy named scott and he's just he's taken all of elaine's classes and he'll just do the full comprehensive mineral and he'll tell you, okay, you need this much manganese or you need this much this. And, and, and I don't always do that, but if I have, if I run into issues, I realize that there's other professionals out there that know just that thing. And like, that's the part about being a business owner is that I will not say that I know every aspect about growing. But there are people out there that know little aspects and all you got to do is put them all together and you're just orchestrating it. You're not, you don't need to be a super smart person in every single topic of growing cannabis to run a company. Like, I don't know how to fix an air conditioner. (laughs) I know who to call. (laughs) And so that's all I have. I just have a big contact list. So, and so that's back what I, in the back sounds in like you the, are good at managing shit. Yeah, it sounds like you're really good. So I'll tell you uh, off air uh, who said this to me, but um, back okay, in like, the we're not off air, man. I okay. know. <laughs> but back in the um, in the uh, grow shop days, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I had a friend. He owns one of the bigger you know rec farms here in town. And, um, you know, me and him and a few of our other friends were making our own nutrients at the time. You know, we were doing the lactic bacillus, we were doing all that. And then when he went wreck, I was like, hey, are you still doing this for the wreck thing? And he was like, no, I came to the conclusion I could ever, I could either be the best at making nutrients or I could be the best at growing weed. And I really want to try and be the best at growing weed. And I was like, oh, I completely understand that now that's a whole nother thing like you know you can't know everything the smartest person in the room knows what he doesn't know and is able to ask for help and ask people like hey could you help me out with this like i mean (laughs) i think all of us have in our back pocket homies that we reach out to and be like what do you think about this what is is this crazy does this make sense you know that's the important thing about growing 
I mean, if you're if you're running a business and you're the smartest person in your business, you've made some really big errors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's well, you, yeah. So. Yeah. Or you think you're the smartest person. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's another huge. That's a error. bigger error. That is a bigger <laughs> error where it's, it's like I know everything. Mm. It's just not you don't. No one has the capacity, man. Um, yeah. No, it even, is... what, like, even with, I, I've gone to some of these like professionals um, as well, and I have followed some directions exactly as they say, and scientifically speaking, I should have been perfect, and my plants looked completely otherwise, and so what's going on there, you know what I mean, and that's where it's like, it turns into a little bit of intuition, which is just experience, which is like something that it's, it's hard to explain on a podcast to, you know, people aren't going to be gaining information if you're like, oh yeah, you just need to experience it. You know, it's like, they're like, oh damn it. Like I got nothing there, you know? So I guess I'll just fuck up until I learn how to do this. Right. But a little bit, I mean, there is that reality in that there's extreme amount of value in just doing it for a long time and sticking with it. And just as long as you are critical of what you are doing, you will continue to become a better grower. I think that's great. That's perfect advice. It's like to any of the hobbyists or anyone like even considering getting into the industry is like, there's that I thought, Oh, anyone can you just it's farming you know i grew up on a cattle farm and all that so it's uh, and then you grow your first plant and you're like okay this is not like this is farming is what it is too and people don't understand that sure it can be a cash crop but not the way it is and then there's also like what if it's not this year like people don't understand that part of like like farming is like my grandpa also worked for the Tennessee Valley Authority during the day. He drove a fucking bulldozer and he ran a cattle farm because it's like, I'm sure he learned to have a couple jobs the hard way. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, I never, we never got into that. But as I got older, I was like, oh, I'm sure like grandpa was smart, but he's also a hillbilly. So I'm sure there's some wisdom beaten into that man where he's like, oh, you need to have some. Some, some different streams of income kind of oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to be a farmer or an entertainer. So I learned that. Also. Yeah. Like, I mean, and that's, that's like why I worked at the grow shops for five and a half years while growing was because I needed to make sure that I had this paycheck no matter what. And then the growing side was just extra, you know, or you relied on it, but you know, it's, it, you didn't necessarily need it, but, and that's why it's so interesting when you get, I don't know, when someone is maybe not that experienced as a grower, they come in, they're trying to do it at a professional level. I mean, I can just, I just see that failing. Like, so I've, I mean, I've literally seen it fail, but I mean, I can imagine <laughs> that failing. I would have failed like for sure. I'm surprised I haven't failed. I mean, I've gotten fucking close, so like, we, we, 
we had a regular customer at Vital. Um, you know, he was kind of bigger on the uh, people's market scene. But um, I remember one time he was talking to me. He was like, yeah, can you ring me up? I was like, sure. And he was like, he was like uh, talking and the customer came up and asked me a question. I gave him the answer. And the guy goes, wow, oh, you know what you're talking about. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I usually don't listen to people who work at grow shops because they must not be a good grower or else they wouldn't have to work at one. And now that guy is no longer growing weed. And I'm just like, I'm still growing weed. I'm still doing it, still making a living off of it. And I enjoy what I'm doing. So, well, we were the ones with the sales reps coming in with all those grow magazines that you kind of had to read. You had to know every single ballast that you were selling and why you had it on your shelf So then as a grower yourself, you can pick that perfect ballast, you can pick that perfect nutrient, you can find that best soil, and you can put it all together. And it's like, you know, I think grow shop employees are probably the most underutilized resource. You know, even to this day, I will call and be like, yo, what's like, I don't know, like, I have this issue, like, what do you guys recommend? Because I don't fucking know always. And sometimes, especially being on the farm and not being in a shop, I don't know what's new. I'm not keeping up with it. And so I'm really relying on other people's information, essentially. I go in and I say, hey, what are you guys going to sell me on today? That's what I say all the time. I'm like, sell me on something. Tell me about something. I want to fucking know. I know it's a lot of the same stuff repackaged, but yeah, I'm, I'm Every once in a while, There's that like new cool thing <laughs> yeah but i just like, go in and be like not. i'm the best let me tell you guys how to do it <laughs> they love it you could tell they like they were like this guy he knows and i'm like what's that light do and they're like that's just the light for this store <laughs> you guys thank not you guys gavin thank you again for your time but mike also thank you for your time too um billy thank you for your time yeah thank you and i we you did a good job not telling us your secrets. Uh, that's not what we're asking. But I think Mike was probably asking for that. And I don't understand how he did that. But we do. <laughs> I do want to grow your spaced out weed. And okay. then um, I just want to do a quick plug of Mike and I will be in Humboldt County November 4th and 5th in Eureka at Savage Henry. You guys were doing comedy. So come see that. And then November 6th, Sunday, uh mike and i are doing stand-up at the matil center following we're doing stand-up after uh david from great moments in weed history is doing kind of a live panel about the history of southern humboldt and stuff like that but every bit of the revenue for the matil center show goes to the matil center so guys come to that show come to both if you can because the revenue to the other shows will go to me and that's also important uh it's not as important to the cultural cradle of cannabis that matil center is but we're trying to help uh we're gonna have fun so thank you for guys for for being quiet while i pitched that but we do need to promote better because we just we're not we're good at the content and we're passionate about that but we're working on it. everything's gonna be good so <laughs> Tell everybody where, uh, yeah, just, you don't have to do that. It'll be on the details. We'll link out to Gavin, all of Gavin's stuff. 
so he doesn't have to say it because it is it's kind of it's rude to be like promote yourself now and you're like oh, <laughs> yeah. so go they buy just, his weed just buy, go his, buy weed his weed if you're in oregon <laughs> for sure and then you can click and find him on the thing in the details of the bio whatever you guys thanks mike go your own go your own <laughs>